have our streets, Josiah Neely, to talk about the right of first refusal on this week's Renew Gurus. Hello out there in the podcast world. This is Renew Gurus, your source for all things energy, policy, and politics in Missouri and beyond. I'm Executive Director James Owen, coming to you live on tape from our palatial studios in downtown Columbia. Uh, I have a special guest, someone I've wanted to have on this podcast for a while. We were debating off mic whether he's been on here. I will have to look at one of the, uh, we've had, I think this might be our 102nd episode, um, which has only taken us five years to get to that. <laughs> Josiah Neely uh, with the R Street Institute. Hey, Josiah, how are you? I, I'm doing uh, very well. And uh, the the it is a palatial studio. I mean, I, I can see it behind you. You know, it's a wall filled with uh, plaques and and uh, you know uh, things of honor. Uh, All of my great accomplishments. <laughs> Why, yes, I have very expensive um, law licenses and <laughs> law degrees back there. <laughs> You're a lawyer, aren't you? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, at one point in the distant past, I, I did actually practice law. Me too. Yeah, I practiced for eight years in Springfield, Missouri, which is, um, I did estate planning and probate law, which makes perfect sense why I'm doing this now. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I, I practice, I, I, even better, I was doing uh, civil rights law in Terre Haute, Indiana. Whoa. So that's... Uh, so, okay, I want to know more about this. Like, were you working for a firm? Were you working for an organization? I, I was. Well, so I say civil rights law. Technically, it was it was like a First Amendment uh, type stuff. I was so it was a firm, but it was like a, a, a boutique firm. Oh, okay. And the our clients were all over the nation, but the guy who founded the firm was from Terre Haute, Indiana, and he's perhaps. Terre Haute, Indiana is not a popular place, uh, but he liked it there. So he's like, okay, I'm going to have the firm in Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, It's okay. No one from Indiana listens to this. uh, I mean, I I think uh, it it, it had its charms, but but they were not. (laughs) I've moved on. You know, that phase of my life is over. So you did First Amendment law. That's really interesting. That's like not easy. Like everyone's like, oh, I want to do constitutional law, but I know, yeah, nobody does it because it's like hard to break into. There's, it's, it's hard to break into, yeah, and I'm not doing it anymore. So (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense. You're easy to break out of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you are in Austin, Texas, correct? I am now in Austin, Texas. Yes, and you work for. R Street, which is, um, I mean, kind of explain to people what R Street is. What do you, what's your focus? Like, what's your mission? Sure. So, uh, we are a think tank. We are broadly right of center, pragmatic, free market type mm-hmm. of folks. We work on a lot of different issues. So, R Street, the organization, does criminal justice, it does tech, it does taxes, it does public health, all sorts of different stuff that I don't know that much about. I work about, uh, but we also do energy. uh, So we do a lot of electricity stuff. 
And that's where I spend most of my time is working on those energy issues. Uh, Because even though, I mean, maybe I don't know any more about that than I do about (laughs) public health, but that's what I do, you know, as a a former lawyer, as you know, uh, lawyers may not know anything more than anybody else, but they're definitely better at faking it. They, we are. Uh, yeah, which is it's always like it's kind of interesting. I realized that we've kind of got that similar about our backgrounds as we started out like doing something completely different. I'd be curious to know how you got into this, but maybe that's a too long of a story. Uh, did you work like somewhere else before you came to R Street or what? Um... I did work. So after I stopped practicing law, I did work at another think tank. But it was, I mean, it's basically the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, it is a, it is a, I, I don't know that it's a long story exactly, but it's, it's a complicated story. Complicated. I'll just say I moved, you know, I wanted to move back to Texas is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, my now wife and I were seeing each other and, uh, and uh, we managed to both get jobs back here. And so oh. that's, Right. It's history. Yeah. Yeah. So you work. Okay. So the, the point is you work on energy policy now. Yes. Uh, and right. you, you have worked, you have kind of come to Missouri a few times since I've been at Renew Missouri, which was approximately, uh, I started this at this job six years ago last week. Um, okay. So I just had a work anniversary. So be sure to congratulate me on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I, I but you you kind of come and talked about uh, you know there's been some bills forwarded about restructuring yeah. um, you know we have a vertically integrated state your your organization is is interested in more competitive markets for Correct. the yes. uh, for the generation and and uh, transmission of power um, but then this year uh, you got involved and I think you have been involved in other parts of the country with this concept of right of first refusal, yeah. uh, which is one of these concepts that, you know, we I, I, we spent a lot of time talking about in the Capitol building this year in Jefferson City, uh, that when I try to explain it to people, they're like, oh man, like, <laughs> is, this, is this important? <laughs> but it is, it is very important. Is important um, yes. So like, if I were to like ask you to explain this to someone, um, how would you, I mean, what, how would you explain like what right of first refusal is and then the follow-up being why should anyone care? Sure. So, you know, electricity policy can be a little intimidating to people. Uh, right. It gets technical. And uh, the thing about right of first refusal, which is also, it goes by the, the acronym ROFER. ROFER. Uh, ROFER. It, you know, that's not very helpful. I think either of those terms. No. Uh, but I think the overall concept is pretty simple. Uh, when you have a new transmission project that you're going to build a transmission line or something like that, there's two ways you can do it. Uh, one is you can have a, you can bid out the, bid out the process. Who's going to be able to build it. Who's going to operate the line after it's built, have different companies submit bids. Uh, to the uh, the transmission organizer, and then they can select the best person to do that. That's not Rofer. Rofer is when instead of doing that, they have 
the incumbent utility, uh, whatever the utility that that line is going to link up in their service territory, just give it to them. Let them do it. Let the utility right. do it. Uh, that's the ten, the reason why it's called a right of first refusal is in theory the utility could say, "Oh no, I don't want to do that," and and right they would give it to somebody else. So they right. they have refusal. In practice, of course, the utility always wants to do it. So I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know why they call it right of first refusal. But so that's that's basically the concept is will there be competition in the construction and operation of new transmission projects or not? Right. And the is no. Yeah. So and it's also because because okay, that's a good explanation of it. But like, I mean, it's also for it. And this is where I think it gets a little tricky is because you are talking about transmission lines being built in areas where there is a regional transmission organization. Right. <clears throat> yeah. They're the ones. OK, because like, OK, so in Missouri and I've talked to, we've talked about this before on this podcast, you know, we have MISO largely on the eastern side of the state. We have Southwest yeah. Power Pool, which isn't exactly a regional transmission organization, but that's another podcast. We have two of those, and in and we have in in MISO. That's where Ameren is. Uh, that's where the city of Columbia is, um, and that's where a couple of other. I mean, Ameren's the big one. Ameren's right. the largest utility in the state of Missouri. Uh, Southwest Power Pool has Evergy. That's in Kansas City. They have Liberty, and and ultimately, when we're talking about incumbent utilities, we're talking about the three investor-owned utilities in Missouri that are privately. Own they're ran by their shareholders, but they're regulated by the Public Service Commission in the state. That's Ameren, that's Evergy, that's Liberty Empire. Those are our three. Right. Um, so they would, in theory, now because I think you know Ameren and Evergy were the two utilities that spoke in favor of these bills uh, mm -hmm. when they were uh, heard. Uh, they they are the ones that would say, well, we want to we want the right to build these transmission lines if MISO or SPP says we need to build a transmission line in this area. Right. Close enough, I yes, think. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's where you get people, that's where you lose people on the MISO and SPP stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, what the heck is that? <laughs> right. So, which is incredibly important, but it just, man, people don't, it is, it is tough to explain. Yeah. Um, in this, in, in, for the context of this conversation, yeah, uh, you know the important things to know are MISO or who, you know whoever the organizer is. They're the ones who decide what lines are needed. Yep, and they are the ones who put together the specifications of what it needs to be. And then if there is a competitive process, they're the ones that uh, oversee that. I guess that's who you would submit yeah. the bids to. Yeah, and if there's not a competitive process, they're the ones that are like handing out the the contract or whatever to the utility. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And I think I heard somebody say, okay, so in Missouri, this past session, we had two versions of this bill, the right of first refusal get filed one in the house, one in the Senate. They both had uh, the house version had a house hearing, the Senate version had a Senate hearing. Didn't really go much more past the um, hearing uh, area because these were pretty, these pretty controversial bills. For yeah. energy policy. We don't get a lot of controversial bills, but this one was pretty hot. Um, and um, I heard someone say that MISO, 
uh, has about 50 contractors they have pre like they kind of have that are kind of match the qualifications who can bid on these contracts. I mean, it's not like you can just open up, you know, <laughs> you can't exactly like just open up a transmission company. <laughs> They're pretty yeah. technical. They're pretty complicated. Yes. A lot of regulatory hoops. I mean, we're not just talking about like some, you know, siding salesman who has uh, blown into town. Right. Yeah. You or I, we would not be able to just show up at MISO and say, hey, I'd like to bid, uh, you know, on this project. <laughs> I'll do it for $100. Yeah. So. I have an yeah, so LLC are, and everything. Right. Yeah. They want so they it's true. They they have a list of, you know, or uh companies or whatever that have met the technical other expertise experience, uh, you know, qualifications are to be able to do it. A yeah. lot of them, a lot of, you know, I, I've looked at the list. Uh, I think it's 40, it's it's 49, 47, something like that. Mm. And some of them are just private companies a lot of them are themselves utilities but they're in other states right yeah so this is something and this is something that uh came up in the hearings too is that you know uh Ameren, they are in favor of rofer here mm-hmm. but they go into other states that do not have rofer or competition allowed and they bid and try and get involved yeah. in projects there in fact they have in the past testified against Rofer bills in other states, uh, uh, yes. they were, you know, <laughs> uh, n- not always a little upfront about doing that, but um, <laughs> yeah, because my research indicated they were bidding on a transmission. Pro- Ameren was bidding on a transmission project in Texas while mm-hmm. this was going on. Um, so that, uh, I know that they're, I know they're trying to work on a merchant line in New Mexico. Yeah, uh, Texas. I they may have done that in the past. Uh, Texas has a Rofer law and it's currently in the courts. So well, everything, I thought it got overturned. Is that not? No. So the Fifth Circuit issued a. It, it's it's one. It was one of those uh, preliminary appeal type of things where uh, there okay. was a district court ruling that it got appealed. The Fifth Circuit, their opinion was pretty blistering about the law indicating Mm -hmm. that they thought it was unconstitutional or whatever, but technically they had to send it back to the lower court to do some more stuff. Okay. Uh, It might've been New Mexico that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know that in New Mexico, that's the one that comes to my mind, but, but they've done it in other States as well in the past, you know? Right. Uh, So, and and that's. And, and as you reference in 2016, Kansas, this Kansas legislature was looking at a Rofer bill. Yeah. And um, initially in the House, uh, when there was a House hearing, uh, the vice chair of the House committee asked the uh, uh, witness for Aaron if they had testified against this in other states. And he said no. Right. Where a number of us knew. <laughs> and eventually all the people on the committee found out uh, because someone was polite enough to point out to them that, yeah. in fact, in 2016, that very witness, that yeah. guy had testified against the bill uh, in Kansas. And we had his written testimony. <laughs> um, and then basically he said that, I mean, I think he said he had initially forgotten right. about this testimony, which um, I mean, seems pretty. Sad. I think if you were, if you, if you were uh, preparing to testify on this issue, 
that would be an important thing to to refresh yeah collection about yeah uh, it's not like i'm asking him what tie he wore seven <laughs> years ago but then they also said well now that it's been brought up to me we now say our uh, our position our has evolved right us. yeah yeah. Um, like I guess Barack Obama on gay marriage. That's what I originally thought about <laughs> when I heard that phrase. I think it evolved. Like, yeah. well, I mean, obviously they just, you know, look, let's all be honest. They they want to have the 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 advantage in Missouri. Right. They don't want some other utility to have that advantage in another state. Right. And right. that's what they do. They're monopolies. That's what that's how they operate. That's right. Yes. Um and I guess so. So there's a number of states who have passed this. You were talking about this yes. was in Texas. Yeah. Um, it it is. I think Indiana passed it this year. Yes. Yeah, so Indiana uh, passed it this year. Uh, there was one in Mississippi that got passed this year, and then just very recently, kind of on, on the last day of session, almost there was one that was passed in in Illinois. Oh, so, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. On the flip side, Iowa, which had passed a rofer a couple sessions ago under dubious circumstances, their Supreme Court enjoined that law saying that it was uh, uh, improperly uh, improperly passed, the, like procedurally the way they, mm. they've done it. Okay. Kind um, of a technical, kind of a technical. A technical, um, yeah. But again, the I mean, the court opinion kind of trashes the law, calls it crony capitalism, uh, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's kind of going back and forth. There was there was a big push this year. There there were bills in over half a dozen states. May you know, uh, wow. you know, like eight eight different states. They tried to do this because. Uh, there's a lot of transmission projects coming down the pike and, you know, you got to yeah. get it in now, get these laws in now before those contracts get handed out, the bids. Yeah. Well, MISO just announced recently a massive multi-billion dollar um, investment um, in, in transmission. Now, keep in mind, these are all investments that the utilities that are a part of MISO have to pay into. Right. Um, but, you know, but then ultimately... I mean, you know, like, and I, and I kind of, this kind of gets into, you know, one of the many things that you can, you can find objectionable about this law. I mean, you know, the utilities, they get to build this, they'll get to seek a rate of return. Right. Uh, on their, to their rate payers, their captive rate payers. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, MISO wants to build all these transmission lines. Ameren wants to build them. Ameren wants to have a, an advantage to building them. So then they can be able to build them and then go to the Public Service Commission here in Missouri and say, hey, we want to recoup this plus get a rate of return. Mm, yeah. That's so, the plan. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously, if we're talking about, okay, this is what Rofer is, why is Rofer bad? And, you know, there is, I think, a, a principled argument of it's not, it's not fair to just be given them these contracts but the big the big issue is that uh, when you don't have competition when you're just giving it to the utility mm -hmm. the projects inevitably end up being more expensive so the right. the best research indicates that having competition saves about 20 to 30 percent on the cost of wow project right so you're talking yeah. about a substantial 
substantial amount. And as you're talking, as you mentioned, you know, just these MISO, I mean, MISO, I think last year approved 10 billion in transmission projects for the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have more, there's more coming, you know, because there's a lot of upgrades and other things that are that are anticipated. So you are talking about I mean, the, the difference between having competition, not having competition is going to be billions of dollars that consumers, ratepayers, ultimately, they're the ones who have to pay for it, right? That, yeah. they, they get, right. That's where, you know, they recoup, they get their rate of return, that, that rate of return comes out of our pocketbooks. Right, right. And, you know, you know, and I know you and I both care a lot about clean energy. Um, yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things that's like important about transmission right now is we have a lot of clean energy that's out there yes. <laughs> that is stranded to a certain degree because it cannot connect to the grid. It cannot uh, connect to existing transmission. So we obviously want to see uh, more of this get built. Um, and, you know, from my perspective, you talk about cost. Cost is one thing. But also when you're a monopoly, when you have a monopoly advantage, um, you know, you're not going to, I mean, what's your incentive to get this done in an effect, in an efficient, effective way? Right. You have less. I mean, if you're, if you're like if 50 other people or 47 other people are breathing down your neck, right. uh, you, you feel like, well, I need to do a good job on this because I want to get the next bid. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, uh, I, if you run a race against somebody, you know, if you're in a marriage, run a marathon or whatever, it's just natural that having people running against other people, uh, helps you go faster. Right. Particularly. And that, you know, that's like, if you're just in a marathon, that's just your own pride on the line or whatever. But particularly if, if money is on the line, yeah, it, it is competition helps businesses figure out how to save money it helps them how to figure out how to do things fast or easier or whatever and uh you know the natural tendency if you don't have that is to kind of just rest on your laurels you know i'm not saying that the utilities don't try to do a good job i'm sure they do but you know uh, do they do they go that 110 percent right uh they do not right yeah, I mean, and, you know, so, I mean, I think if you're talking about like the, you know, trying to get renewable energy on the grid, trying to get that to customers, this process, from my perspective, is very, this idea, this concept is very flawed. Um, and yeah, and I mean, I'm a former consumer uh, advocate. I That's what I did before I had this job. And yeah, I mean, toss is important. Uh, it's going to be really expensive to do this great build out of our infrastructure. Right. Um, and so, yeah, trying to keep that down you're, because you're talking about, I mean, we're not talking about like tens of thousands of dollars here. You can be talking about millions of dollars and you're talking about margins on this stuff. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's, that's, that's right. I mean, there have, you know, that 20 to 30% is an average. I can think of cases where they did a, a, a competitive bid and the winning bidder was, half of what the utility bid for the yeah. same project you know yeah um, and uh so and obviously i think you mentioned something important which is 
why are they doing all of the, you know, why is all this transmission stuff happening now? A big factor is that there is a lot of clean energy resources in the middle of the country. That's not necessarily where all the people are. So you need transmission lines to get the right. power from where you can, that clean energy from where you can make it to where it's needed. That requires a lot of transmission, but the more expensive a process that is, the less that's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, that's, and that is, I mean, ultimately from my perspective, that's, I mean, we we gotta get this done now. Yeah. <laughs> and any delay on this of a couple of years, I mean, could, you know, could be mean the difference between being able to qualify for uh, opportunities out there versus not being able to qualify for them. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of urgency here, and I guess it it is it is a question in my mind then of whether or not how long the 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 push for this is going to take. I imagine it's probably going to come back in 2024 as a as a legislative concept. Um, most bills, um, you know, we talk about this a little bit on this podcast. You know, it takes a couple of years, uh, a couple of sessions, three to four sessions, sometimes five. Uh, even when you're like a very storied uh, special interest in Jefferson City, you like the utilities. I mean, Ameren has multiple, I mean, dozens of lobbyists in that town. And, um, you know, and it still takes a lot of effort. And then you also have people like us fighting it, which yeah, never helps their effort to steamroll this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Because it wasn't just us; it was you had corporate uh, interests there. Um, yeah, no, there was a wide um, variety of people who were uh, opposed. You know, AFP yeah. I know testified. Um, there were business people, environmental people, consumer advocates, market groups. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think, uh, and we've seen that in other states as well um uh the interesting thing to me about you know every, i've been involved in these debates in a bunch of different states and the utilities uh they always have a slightly different angle for for every state about what they yeah what they do so i know that there was one state where it was all about we need rofer to retain state control it's about fight, fighting the federal government <laughs> and then, uh, you know, other states or things in this in this case, you know, you were to go when I went to the hearings and you heard people testify in favor of the bill, you would not know that it had anything to do with Rofer or anything like no. that. It was all about eminent domain and uh, <laughs> which I found a little bit striking because, you know, the utilities themselves, when they build transmission lines, mm. they have the right of eminent domain mm. and the right of eminent they do. domain. Uh, yeah, you know, that's yeah, because we've had this big fight and then we talked about this on the podcast and on, you know, uh emails ad nauseum about Grain Belt Express. It's not a very popular project here. Uh this big transmission right. by you know bi-directional transmission line that's going to go across northern Missouri. We actually have a hearing on it going on at the Public Service Commission right now as we record this. Um I'm just waiting to go be the expert witness. I, I haven't been called up yet. Um, but, you know, that made a lot of people mad. It yeah. brought out a lot of land groups out. They There were efforts in the legislature to undo the PSC 
decision to declare them a utility so they could use them in domain. That all kind of got worked out last year. It kind of got resolved. I think the landowner groups and the uh, farm interest groups weren't exactly thrilled with how it got worked out because I think they thought that it kind of, they got short shifted on it. So Ameren's strategy seemed to be with pushing this is we're going to get all these farm groups to testify basically on this one part of the bill because we haven't talked about this part yet. Right. Where it was going to be giving preference to uh, transmission lines that are like we're going to be built on existing easements. Yeah. Um, which, you know, look, I, I think uh, requiring that is one thing, giving that as a benefit, which I think MISO does look at that as a as an right. advantage, is, yeah. is something entirely different. But then, what would happen is you'd have these groups get up. You know, and I, I I respect them professionally, the Cattlemen's Association Farm Bureau, and they get up and the lawmakers would be, well, tell us about Rofer. And they'd be like, well, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't know because, like, Ameren didn't bother to brief them on it, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and I, look, I have a lot of sympathy for, you know, uh private landowners or whatever who don't like eminent domain and don't like all that stuff but it did not seem to me i mean a this is not something that's special about when you have a competitive process like amra not these other utilities they do it too and the other weird thing was um it came out in the hearing that yeah actually uh they call it co-location you know this is a co-location bill but co-location was not, if you read the fine print of the bill, it wasn't actually uh, required. It just said, you know, you ought to, if you can, you can do it. <laughs> right. And, you know, that, I mean, to me, like, if that's the whole point of the thing, it, it just seemed very strange. Because, like, the rofer was, that part of the bill was not, if you can, right. give it to the utility. It was, no, you yeah. have to, right? Uh so it seemed kind of there was a kind of bait and switch element. I don't think it came across I, in my personal opinion. I don't think that the I think it was more confusing to the legislators than anything yes. else. Uh, but, you know, we'll yeah. see. If we well, this is an example, I think, of the, the these groups. It was it's a very emotional. This is a very emotional issue. And look, I'm a, yes. I come from a farm background i'm a farm kid there's a big transmission line going over three parcels of my property my family's property in southwest missouri i know people don't like it um but i think it was just an example of that concern being exploited to help benefit this bill yeah (laughs) so if anyone from any of those farm groups get uh sent this uh podcast please know i'm sorry that happened (laughs) yeah right but don't blame me Blame the utility lobbyists who talked to you into supporting us. Right, right. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, yeah, that was that was very, that was interesting because it just didn't, yeah, it, it seemed like that was the focus. And I, and I think ultimately it was a strategic blunder and one probably they won't make again. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll, they'll come back and they'll say, well, that didn't work, so we'll just... Right. Yeah. This, time, say, this time it's about national security or something. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> we'll go it watch Chinese about, companies building all the transmission line, you know, or whatever. Yeah, oh, they'll, they'll say something about China. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like most of these transmission companies are from Chicago. I'm like, well, you got the first three letters right. <laughs> China, Chicago. I mean, it's easy to make them. <laughs> the same. Yeah, it's far away, you know, some foreign. Yeah. <laughs> 
big buildings, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, but there has been some cases where this has been challenged in the courts. Uh, you saw that in Iowa. You saw that in Texas. Um, and so, I mean, I think when I send this e- when I send this podcast out, I'll have some links to those decisions if somebody really wants to geek out on this. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, the <clears throat> what is the basis of the, uh, so the Iowa suit is a little bit particular to Iowa. There mm-hmm. is g- more generally, uh, you know, there's a if you ch- t- we're gonna you know we're gonna switch from uh, electricity policy, which is technical to. Uh, the dormant commerce clause. Oh boy! <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of cases that basically say, uh, if you are a state, you are limited in your ability to discriminate against out-of-state businesses. Right. right? So you right. know, the United States, if we want to say, uh, no Chinese companies can, you know, uh, build transmission or whatever. Okay, that's fine. It's another country or whatever. But you can't say if you're Missouri, you can't say no Kansas companies or no, right. uh, I you know Iowa companies or no uh, Indiana companies, and Rofer you know does do that, and so right. that that has been uh, an argument. You know, it's been in in courts, and some courts have said, yeah, that seems right. You know, you seems very questionable at the least that you should be able to do that and there there have also been courts that have said well it's electricity it's a utility it's special you know so maybe it's allowed so that's something that is still you know litigation it takes forever and ever to Mm. ever uh reach uh an answer to anything so that's still (laughs) going on um But Another reason is, I don't practice law anymore. I was yeah. like, I can't do, I can't live with these cases for two or three years. Uh, yes, I, I would say <laughs> that when I, uh, when I started to practice law, my very first case uh, that I, the very first case that I worked on that I filed, I should say, shortly after I started, was still ongoing when I left the practice of law five years later. So, oh. uh, you know. <laughs> I inherited a case from a deceased lawyer, that, an estate that had been open for a quarter of a century. Okay, all right. Yeah. Was there a state left? Uh, uh, and yeah, there was a there was a there was a piece of property with a crumbling building on it. So that was a real hit. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it takes a while for all this to to go through, and so even if this law right. were to pass. In right. Missouri, that probably would not be the um, the end of it. Would it. not be the end of the story. Yes. Right. right. But I imagine we will probably, you and I will still be testifying against this a couple of years from now. So it's job security, you know, until <laughs> they can teach a robot to be That's a right. lobbyist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll be okay. So if, if anybody wants to, this has been really, uh, I think, uh, helpful and entertaining. If anyone wants to learn more about our street, uh, how can they do that? So I'm glad you asked. Uh, we have a website. <laughs> rstreet.org, letter R, and then street, all spelled out, dot org. Okay. You can find uh, all the stuff that I write. And then, you know, as I said, right. we work on other issues too. So if you are interested, you can poke around and, and s- see all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You are quite prolific on there. I read a lot of your stuff, especially with all the uh, Texas laws that were being considered. I, I found you to be pretty useful in understanding that. It's been, well, it was a... A busy spring because everybody, <laughs> you know, the let state states legislators they were very inconvenient setting their 
sessions at the same time. So there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening all at once. But yeah. But Texas just got done and they didn't pass we, that, right? Uh they did not. So they they did not pass the uh the worst stuff. There were some things that passed um um uh, you know not great but uh the mm, really right. bad stuff most of the stuff that you would have seen me writing about did not pass so that's good yeah, that's good okay well we take our we take our victories where we can yes that's right um josiah thank you again um uh and thank you all for listening if you like what you heard please subscribe to us on all major platforms leave a review share on your social media platforms on behalf of renew missouri this has been renew gurus asking you to take care of yourselves and each other See you next time.